As summer ends, Treasure Valley Dermatology would like to remind you that just because kids are back in school does not mean that the sunscreen days are over. It is estimated that 50 to 80% of damage induced by sun exposure occurs in childhood and adolescence. Kids still need protection for time outside at recess, recreation, sports practices, and games. When we get our kids in the habit of applying sunscreen, it becomes as second nature as brushing their teeth. Don't forget to schedule your family's skincare checkups with Treasure Valley Dermatology by calling 208-SKIN-DOC. Did you discover this summer that the walls are closing in just a little bit for your family? Thinking that you maybe would like a little more space? Fall is a great time to start looking for real estate in the Treasure Valley. We've been working with realtor Jesse Taff of Waypoint, Idaho for our real estate needs and Bryce Gonzer of Fulcrum Home Loans for our mortgage plans. And both of them give exceptional advice for wealth building and real estate investing. Check them out on your social media and give them a call if you're also looking to add to your real estate portfolio. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Welcome back to the conversation. Hey everyone, this is Natalie Plummer and welcome back to the Boise Bubble Podcast. This episode is a fun one. I was asked to be the first guest on the brand new West Ada School District Podcast. We decided to joint release the episode on both podcasts. In this discussion, I'm interviewed by Ken Hyde, West Ada School District Communication Specialist, and Katie Rudenbaugh, West Ada Community Liaison Coordinator. We hope you enjoy the conversation and make sure to subscribe to the West Ada School District Podcast. They have a lot of great topics coming up soon. Well, we're here with Natalie Plummer from Hello Meridian, and this is really super exciting because it's our first episode ever of the West Ada podcast. So welcome, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited you guys are doing this podcast just as a, a parent. I'm, I'm excited to hear this. Well, you know, we're always looking for more ways to stay connected with our parents and families and just another way to get information out there. We're all super busy and you know, I know when I'm cooking dinner or walking the dog or driving to work, I can pop in a 20, 30 minute podcast mm-hmm. and get caught up on things. So. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, so tell us, I mean, hello, Meridian. Uh-huh. I mean, you've been doing it for seven or eight years mm-hmm. now, I think. I have. Tell, how did it come about? How did that whole genesis uh, come about for you? Sure. So I was one of the first mommy bloggers. Um, I've been working in social media for uh, 16 years now. So I did uh, nine years of um, mommy blogging and monetizing that and working more national. Um, And then um, had my last baby and kind of took a break uh, just because I was just overwhelmed in life. And having babies is hard. It is hard. You know, I'm like. Kids are hard. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, they're like a whole other level. But then I was kind of like uh, going a little crazy. So I started a social media management company. Um, and I would, and nobody was really doing anything like that. I mean, Instagram was really kind of coming up as this, um, this new way for businesses to get their word out, but, um, Idaho was a little bit behind. So on my own, I just started a company. I was running, um, 12 pages, um, myself, like all the copy, all the content. That's not hard. Yeah. Just like, (laughs) and from home. Um, and I was like, what can I do to really push more traffic um, to these businesses. So I started, um, a local page that would talk about cool things. I didn't have my face on it. No one knew who ran it for the first two years. I remember that because I was in media, you know, back Mm -hmm. then too. And I remember trying to figure out like, who is running this? What is Hello Meridian? Is it a group of people? Is Mm -hmm. it? And then a few years later you started kind of coming out. Yeah. 
not yeah. coming out, but coming, yeah. <laughs> coming out in front of the like, camera. Yeah, I can show my face. And then um, <laughs> what we didn't know at that time was that when you have a face behind a page like that, it totally changes the game and engagement went, it was better. And then I just started making it more of an influencer page, which basically just means there's a voice and a personality and opinions, sure. which that's a little sure. scary. Um, so then it just became its its own thing. And then we started uh, the Boise Bubble podcast uh, a little over two years ago. And you do that with your husband, yes. Shane. And now are you full-time business partners together? Does he have work outside of? So he is um, a director um, at Petra Construction. So okay, he's yeah. in organizational development and he does that and then and we do the podcast as well. Okay, so you mentioned you kind of started all of that. Well, this really kicked off um, after your last child was mm-hmm. born. So you have three kids. I have three children. You're yeah. a West Ada parent. Why don't you tell us about your family a little bit and sure. being in West Ada? Awesome. So, yes, we've been here. Um, we've, we've lived in Meridian for 13 years. Um, and we moved here from Chattanooga, Tennessee, so a little Fun. bit of a change. But yeah. um, So I have a 17-year-old, um, and she was at Owyhee for a little bit. Um, we've actually changed to um, another West Ada school called Rebound. Rebound School, which it's is awesome. it's amazing. Um, and yeah, we can go into that things. a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's interesting how your children are not carbon copies of you. Shocking, <laughs> weird, right? Probably a good thing. In I my know. Head yeah. For me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, my husband and I were just we really um, we loved the big school, like being very involved. And then our oldest, it just was. It wasn't the best fit, and so we found this other option where she didn't have to be quite as social. So she's been doing that and, like, thriving. Um, And then we have um, a 14-year-old boy. He's at Sawtooth. Um, They just competed in nationals for National History Day. So I got to go with the Sawtooth group um, to Washington, D.C., and be there for a week and watch them it was the coolest thing just the coolest kid it was the the or the coolest kids that um it was the gt program um that that made it and then my youngest is going to be oh my gosh i can't believe this fifth grade wow (laughs) um at ponderosa so So, i have all all this all the levels well i'm in the same boat you're just i think your kids are just like a year ahead so i'll have a sophomore eagle and then an eighth grader and a fourth grader at Galileo. Yeah. Um, I have all boys, so it's kind of chaotic in my house. Yeah, I bet. Um, but I love that you bring up, for your oldest, you know, we sometimes think as parents that our kids are going to be just like us mm-hmm. or each kid's going to be the same. And that's honestly, as a parent, I've oh, only gosh. been with West Ada yeah. for a few months, but as a parent, that's one of my favorite things is that we have school choice. Mm-hmm. And so you can find the right fit for your yeah. kids most of the time, and it's okay. Like, yeah. you know, to transfer and change and find that fit that really – um, speaks to their soul and helps them achieve. I'm so happy for your daughter. And so she's going to be a senior, right? Yes. that's I. So all of my kids are at the last oh, last yeah. of their, um, of their schools, oh, and yeah. which is just, it's, it's, it's weird. Like, um, you know, it just doesn't seem that long ago that we were just starting kindergarten for my, for my first. And I'm like, she's going to be a senior. So, um, yeah, it's been, well, you mentioned, um, running social media for different companies for like 16 years. I'm pretty sure I didn't even have social media 16 years. I maybe had MySpace. I I had MySpace too. (laughs) And if that was with blogging, I mean, blogging really, um, came about like 2006 and then uh, 2007 I started some you know I was a stay-at-home mom and 
super that was a great experience and I also like was completely losing ev- my everything totally get it and oh, yeah. um so it was just like this way to connect and um and you know kind of that at that time I talked about parenting that was what I wrote about was mothering and parenting and like what is this right and nobody prepares you really no and I'm like this is this okay is this am I supposed to be like feeling this sure, way sure sure so. well and I love that you do have all you know all three levels is that kind of and you're running a business and you're working with your husband but I mean, all these things, is it kind of frenetic? How do you keep all of that, uh, how do you keep all that squared away? Um, well, I don't like the word balance because that is uh, unreasonable. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think um, it's just priorities. Sure. And I really wanted my children to see that I prioritize my dreams. Um, I just saw a lot of examples where I felt like moms were told once we became this one aspect of being a woman, which was a mother, that was who we were. And I'm like, well, that's a great part of me, but that's not the only part. And I'm not raising these daughters just to become mothers. So um, when I think about it that way, and I want them to see this example of like a well-rounded person, Mm -hmm. um, it just, it makes it easier, I think mentally, maybe not uh, emotionally. Sometimes I'm like, what are we doing? Um, But we have um, a very, our marriage is very um, focused on, um, we share ownership of the the mental load. I like to use that word. We the use mental. that word, <laughs> yeah. Too, yep. um, so there's, and that, uh, especially with kids in so many different schools, um, the to-do lists of dealing with uh, paperwork and, and like teachers and all that, um, keeping money in their accounts, um, I realize that I think there's a lot of assumptions that, mom would do it and I'm like why 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 is mom doing it that makes no sense (laughs) right have you been in my house (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. so and when we realized that and we learned more about ownership of things instead of just hey could you help me and and when the kids realized ownership that you know for them as well they're not helping me with home things because they live there too right so that changed a lot of of the working so that um I just felt a little more stable and, and be able to do it. Well, and if you're happy and living out your passion too, that translates into all aspects mm-hmm. of life. And so your family can see mom's being fulfilled and happy yeah. here and she's a happier mom at home and she's mm-hmm. a happier wife and yeah. happier person all in general. And so makes life you, makes life better. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so talking about uh, balancing the mental load. Uh, we're getting ready to go back to school. School starts August 16th. I can't believe it's right around the corner. I know. Wow. I know. We had to take one. You know, this summer is our short summer, but yeah. we yeah. will be out, you know, um, Memorial Day next year, oh, so we okay. don't go in after. So okay, cool. we'll catch Th- up next things summer. Things are shifting in yeah. West Ada. Yeah, yeah the yeah. schedule's shifting, um, but that's all the things. And mm-hmm. that mental load you talk about in our house, um, I had to consciously add my husband onto his email, onto all the things yes. too, so that he's aware of what's going on with mm-hmm. our kids and their sports and the signups. Back to school. How are you? Are you starting to get ready for back to school? Are you trying to do that transition? Or are you hanging on a little bit longer? Um, you know, I feel like you have to start. Otherwise, I get just way too stressed at the end. Mm-hmm. I just get panicked. And so if I start things early, um, then I know that it's going to be a much smoother transition. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, there's the purchasing, all of the, the things. And, and it's been fun to kind of introduce my husband to some of the, the things he just hadn't done. I was like, so this is the list. And he's yeah. like, so 
can I just do it all on Amazon? I'm like, you can. <laughs> um, they're going to want to go pick out their own stuff. He's like, I don't, I don't care about that. Right, um, right. So, you get a red backpack, you get a blue one. Yeah. One. And a lot of what we're doing at this point is really just getting our kids back into a routine because summer is just very fluid. And that um, we've learned from, from very bad experience that if we aren't transitioning into a, a more settled schedule a couple weeks before school yeah. gets in, then, yeah. then we're in trouble. Yep. You so, pay the price. So that's where we're really at is more of, um, okay, let's let's look at what are, what sleeping needs to look like. I know that it's bright at 11 o'clock. <laughs> I know it's so <laughs> annoying. Um, and Go to sleep. Yeah. So that's, I think, a lot of the preparation. Well, and it's funny that you talk about, so, so as a guy, uh, my brother-in-law lives here in town as well. And, and one of his traditions, start, he started a few years ago, was he would take his kids back to school shopping. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to be sexist or weird, but it's hard for guys. It's not, it's not my wheelhouse. But I, I kind of wonder, how, how is your husband d- dealing with that? Is, that? is that a good tradition to kind of help, help them get involved with the whole process? Well, I mean, it, I guess it depends on what it looks like. So one of the things like you can let go of certain things like it's just easier to to go online to get their their sure. school products sure. um and so then we'll go and get this more special ones like at target like your special binders the ones that are really going to show right so that they feel like and my older ones don't care as much but my younger one is still we're, it's it's weird when you have the younger ones because you want to keep raising them like the younger version you know but you, then you keep then you kind of you like pull them up with yeah you treat them like wait wait are you watching stranger things you're 10 i don't think you should be watching stranger things but the, you know like you have to keep right. on um maybe i shouldn't have no. that i did that i always say parenting almost feels like diminishing returns like mm-hmm. our oldest only watched pbs cartoons and then the other day i walked in and my nine-year-old's watching something like that yeah. i'm like do we we're, we're okay with that we do yeah. this what now? happened to barney Where i barney know go? it is it's yeah. it's very odd but um i think the most important things for my kids is the the clothing um because we do want them to feel like they're um this is just in our experience we want them to feel like they're very comfortable and themselves at school sure. so um you know we don't always have like you know the biggest budget for you know right. for clothing but so we talked to them when you're at school, what's going to make you feel most like you mm. um, and what's going to so that you feel powerful when you're like walking down the halls? Because I remember just um, I didn't have that same um, opportunity as a in especially middle school. Um, like I got my own job just to have clothes and it was a big deal that you kind of have it's almost armor. Yeah, uh, sure, you know, sure. it's yeah. and so that's like kind of one of our priorities is think about what you will feel the, the strongest and most confident wearing at school. And then let's find those things so that they are like going in like dressed, you know, in, a, in their yeah. power in their power suit. Because I, you know, <laughs> that we do that as adults. Right. Heck yeah. And I love the prioritization that you have on that because we don't have a huge budget and you know you're buying for multiple kids usually mm-hmm. for back to school and you know in my mind my mom would take us to Mervyn's and you got like four <laughs> pairs of shorts that you could match with six tops yeah. and you, you know mix and match and it was all you know but it was never your personality or yeah. what made you it was just what we could afford and um so prioritizing a few pieces right mm-hmm. is that kind of what you're saying a few pieces that will really make you feel you that's yeah. a great tip and we'll we even go like i know vintage is very and it's weird my my kids look like i did in the 90s right? and they're so mad that i got rid of my clothes <laughs> i'm like well it's been a long time but so we'll <laughs> even spend the time going to vintage shopping and finding like just the right thing and i don't i think it just makes them feel more 
comfortable with like some of the anxieties that they're feeling going back to school. Like we can't be there with them. Oh, sure. But we can help them just feel a little more secure knowing like they're going to have food that they that they like and that's going to keep them fueled and they're going to have all their supplies and just you know that's all we can do so so i'm kind of wondering about about back to school traditions mm-hmm. and one of the things that my wife did uh back in the day was i mean from day one she started taking those first day of school pictures mm-hmm. by the door and i was like okay we're gonna do this but you know what my son just graduated from mountain view and he's heading off to college oh, wow. and so we did the we did the the graduation party thing this summer and to see all of those pictures lined up along the table, I was like, oh, my gosh. You know? <laughs> but, but I was like, well, you know what? At the time, I wasn't really into this tradition. But now I'm like, that is a cool thing that we did. I, yeah. What about you? Any, any, any back-to-school traditions? Uh, that's a very father thing to say, by the way. Many things that I'm telling my husband, like, you'll, you'll appreciate it. And now, like, 100% with Christmas cards, when he lines it up, he's like, oh, man. I love that we do this. I'm really think about that next yeah. time we have our family photo. Because right, right. Your right. attitude needs to yeah, adjust, adjust on that. Um, we do, do do the photos. Um, usually um, the first day of school, like we usually have um, just like a really fun grab breakfast, like just muffins and fruit and something. And we, I usually make a letter board or just something yeah. like that. But just to kind of there's something about the beginnings and the ends of things that uh, they just remember. Oh, and yeah. so yeah. just that start, I think somehow making it intentional so they feel like that kind of calmness, like if mom's calm then they're calm. If mom's not calm, they're not calm. Oh, hey, and 100%. Absolutely. Not yeah. that I always live that, because <laughs> yeah. if they ever listen to this, like, um, okay. But uh, <laughs> at least those that, that first week, like, um, I try to slow down a little bit with work, too, um, just because I don't know what's going on. And with three different schools, um, I it's easier for me to get to the schools than with my husband. But um, so we, we take the photos. We take a photo, like, all three of them together so we can kind of see, like, how much they're, you know, their <laughs> right. height differences um when did you get taller than me i know so (laughs) and then that night usually we'll have a really nice dinner um and then we all because there's there's something you know so old school and awesome about sitting around the table and talking about our day um and i really want our kids to have relationships with each other that they're they're interested in what the other's doing so we'll often talk about like you know what what happened today and you know what friends were you you know with so that we're all just aware so it's just it's just that day is almost like this weird little mini holiday just so that we're all touching base I think well traditions are so important and I love that you're bringing up the dinner table but I think yeah. we'll take a break real quick sure. and then come back to that because that's a topic I really want to get okay, into cool. sounds great have you subscribed to our YouTube channel go to YouTube search West Ada School District and like and subscribe today and we're back with Natalie getting into really the meat of parenting and back to school and things like that. And um, before the break, we'd started talking about family dinner, mm-hmm. particularly the first night of school, having that dinner together, sit around the table. But I like what you were starting to say about your kids having relationships with each other and being interested in each other. Do you want to mm-hmm. highlight a little bit more on that? Sure. Um, you know, one thing I think you realize as you get older is that as much as your friends are important in you know high school or college it all comes down to your siblings and those relationships. Those are the ones that really stay. And so we wanted to try to facilitate as much as possible, these relationships and the interest in each other. And, um, just 
asking questions on in a place where where they all feel comfortable sharing it doesn't always work I mean my kids are all four years apart and so that's quite a, a big divide sure, sure um yeah. my oldest is really great about showing interest um but sometimes we just have to lead that of like oh wait she hasn't had all the time to to share because our youngest is talking in a different way than than the rest of us are a little older um so family dinners um we it's just been it's not as often as we'd like it to be but it um we make it really intentional like we're sitting down we're we're setting the table um, and then we do try to really focus on each other so that we're just aware of where everyone's at and including our, our the parents. We want our um, kids to know where we're at, what we're doing in our careers so that they realize that we're not just there to serve them or drive them. Like we are part Love of our that. family. Yeah. Um, we just did a last night on earth thing. We just did a podcast about it where um, we just had this idea. What if we spent a night together thinking that the world was going to end the next day and how would we spend it how fun i saw i saw your post on yeah, this but it was the most sorry well no and, and just you know I, I saw that as well and just by the way congratulations uh boise bubble podcast receiving oh, an award you got to be pretty pumped oh about yes that. best I mean, of boise that's yeah that's so cool. cool thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. that we were that's really a big excited. achievement thank you but last night on earth i'm sorry to interrupt you I just oh to- yeah um so it was um a really beautiful night so um how would you spend your night um, if you knew there was, there was no tomorrow, it was really interesting because we kept on like wanting to talk about things we need to get done. Right. And, but you know, if there's no next night, you have to stay very, very be centered in, and focused, but be where your feet are. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. so it gave the kids the opportunity to kind of say some things to each other and we didn't push that. And our youngest was, she had a really wonderful night. She didn't say as much because she, that's just not her style. But, um, you know, watching all of my kids kind of, or the, especially the two oldest just, talking about what their family meant to them and like it was awesome (laughs) and I'm like okay just sometimes just facilitating the conversations that you're not pushing them you know you there's no expectations it's just you're inviting to share if you if you want and if you don't want to you're just enjoy each other's presence and and that's beautiful too well and, and I tell you you know, and I, I'm not going to get emotional, but, you know, my, my daughter's going to be a junior. My son's heading off to college. And uh, to your point, we don't every night sit yeah. down at the dinner table, but it, we try. It's intentional. And to see the relationship that they've built o- over over their time together is pretty cool. And it's and it's going to be a little difficult. So I know that's not a question, but it's j- I love the idea of really being intentional mm-hmm. and, and what you're doing there. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, Sorry. I was ju- I was just going to say um, along the sibling line and having them take interest in each other, we try to do the same thing but have like a, a mutual respect kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. the whole family goes to s- one of the kids' games and then maybe the teenager is like, well, I don't need to go to his game. You know, <laughs> uh-huh. and I'm like, no, you're th- we all support you. Yeah. We're all going to do this together because it is so important. Friends do come and go. Yeah. But family is really truly forever. And mm-hmm. so you're going to want your siblings in that bond. Um, especially as they get older and they have to like start taking care of us as parents, right? So you, <laughs> oh want, gosh, <laughs> right? <laughs> you want your kids to be well bonded and yeah, interested in each sure. other. Yeah. Well, and, and kind of shifting gears a little bit. I mean, I, first day of school, it, it's looming. It's coming mm-hmm. up and it's exciting. It's fun and it is exciting. But the other side of the coin is there, there is anxiety. There is like, yeah. oh my gosh, what are my teachers going to be like? What's this? How do you deal? And you've got all different levels. How do you deal uh, with that anxiousness? So with anxiety and anxiousness, I think 
I think it's a little different for this generation than it was for us. Um, and I think that's incredibly important for us to understand. Um, we are not raising the same versions that we were. Um, and <laughs> just, I, I don't want to yeah. go, I don't want to like deep dive into that, but I do work in social media and I am very interested in statistics on social media. But I mean, you have to think about, um, you know, as humanity, it was like village conversations for thousands and thousands of years. And then we move into print. So we're a little bit more bonded. And then we have TV and we're like, wow, we're really connected. And I had Seventeen magazine and I was comparing myself <laughs> to like yeah. models. And then in 15 years, the last 15 years, humanity has plunged into this global consciousness of social media and Internet. Um, and I don't think we have any idea how that is affecting our children, even if they're not on social media, which I will just, I will lay down the gauntlet. They shouldn't be on. Um, I'm with you. We were, we were the last <laughs> ones when my kids yeah. were young. We were the last, everybody in the class has a phone, yeah. dad. I'm like, sorry. And we're that's not, we're the hard thing. And, and it's hard, that's but it's the hard. hard thing. Yeah. Oh, it is. And my kids have like locked down phones. Even my mm. almost 18 year old, like these are not phones that have access to the social, to social media. And the reason I say that that's is so interesting that given what you do, that's I know. really interesting. Yeah. It's because you know, you've seen behind I know. the curtain, if you will. Like, the anxiety, so when we talk about anxiety, there's nerves that we had, sure. right? Yeah. But there sure. is a different level of anxiety that this generation is dealing with. Even if they're not on social media, um, they had they had so much instability with COVID, and they're connected to everything in the world all at once. I don't think we really understand what that's doing to their brains. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes we can kind of diminish their anxiety a little bit, like, oh, you'll be fine, or just, like, you know, be strong. I think we need to deal with them a little differently um, and realize that we are not really aware of what's happening in their brains. And so for that anxiety, what I have decided is that I just need to be the safest place for them. That's good. That I see them, that I hear them, that I don't diminish that anxiety um, and try to give them the tools that I can. Um, not just, you'll be fine which sometimes I want to do that because right. I'm running all over. But to <laughs> actually sure. hear and understand, I literally have no idea what they're going through because they were born into a world that I wasn't. I was raised in analog. And, 100%. you know, we were yeah. just riding our bikes around and like, <laughs> right. you know, our moms didn't know where we were. And then now it's like, hey, um, so there's, uh, they're, they're still hearing, even even these little kids, they're, they know there's an earthquake here and they know that there's, there's all these people fighting and then they're also seeing that tension at home of like parents who are talking about this uh talk with each other and they you might not know your kids are listening but they are they are mm -hmm. so um i think that's the first thing is just to realize uh we are we're winging it this generation of parents and to try to make them feel safe especially at home that no matter what happens at school or whatever home is a safe place for you 100 percent, yeah and that's what they yeah. always say like your kids um you know we get compliments on our kids all the time when they're out in public teachers coaches parent other mm -hmm. parents and then i'm like i always clarify like i'm blake will and jack's mom like <laughs> are, is that, are you, you're talking about the right kid yeah but that's that is something to be something to be said for home is the safe space mm -hmm. and i and i love that you are calling us out to realize that we don't know all the answers because mm -hmm. sometimes as parents we just think you know, we're, we're a because I said so generation, yeah. right? Like oh, if you yes, ask your parents something because I said so, mm -hmm. right. we would never say that to our kids because we know better, yeah. but you, you want to sometimes mm -hmm. and humbling yourself to, to realize we don't know everything. Yeah. Um, I'm 
I'm learning a lot from you right now, actually. Oh, so thank you. Yeah. I'm, cool. I'm thinking cool. about being softer and kinder and listening mm-hmm. more to, to my boys when they tell me that they're anxious about something or they're yeah. talking about something. I have no idea. Like, I don't, I don't know about the, that snap someone sent or you guys you know? so weird too, though. Like I, I, I had no idea. So I'm talking to my kids and, and I, I don't even know how to express this, but it's more socially acceptable to snap someone rather than to text someone. 100%. And I'm like, Holy moly. I don't even get my brain around that. I mean, can you, can you talk to that? I mean, what are, what are some of the tools we can use to, to help, um, uh, make home assess a safe space for our mm-hmm. kids. So again, I, I've been working on social media for a long time. Sure. And um, statistically, if you're looking at, at the research, uh, kids should not be on social media. Uh, they shouldn't. Um, the The damage it causes, especially for teenage girls, is, is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, they're still probably texting, even if they're not on social media. This entire generation has learned um, a different way of communicating and connecting and it hasn't and again it's brand new so we haven't revised it like they are the guinea pigs um i think (laughs) which is scary but you're you're right yeah Yeah, and we're the guinea pig parents there's no our our boomer parents cannot give us advice for anything there's no precedence they're i mean my they're like why don't you have a pension like they they can't help me (laughs) right right because it's like um just go buy a house i'm like the house that's seven hundred and fifty thousand (laughs) dollars yeah so and we're that same to this generation we're just that boomer equivalent um so I think first acknowledging that you really are not aware, even me who does this professionally, sure. is that I can come and have a conversation with you guys because I have sure. the tools to do it. Um, and this entire generation is starting to lose those tools. And the thought of actually having to look at somebody and d- have a conversation is something we're not teaching. Um, or even to pick up the phone and have a phone call. A phone no. Call. Like, oh, that's, no. Like, like, that's not even a thing for like, my kids. I don't know if my... Gosh, have they, they, no. They I never don't. hear my kids talking to their friends. No, they the just, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's mean, they just now have phones and we, we had like the child phone so they can text and only the people we allow, yeah. but they're still texting because we sure. want them, we don't want them to not, to be totally oblivious. Um, but I'm watching the anxiety that they feel of when they actually have to see someone um, because it is so easy to speak behind uh, a screen. It's so oh, it's yeah. so easy. Sure. You can be anything you want to be. You can be confident. Um, and so for that, I don't really have the answers because I think we are, again, this guinea pig state. But making sure that they have dialogues like in, with us, with our families, and sometimes we do have to push them. Um, like we are very, like you go ask for that thing at, yes. the, at the restaurant <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, you need to make that phone call. But that's um, awkward. Yeah, and no, I'm no. like, yeah. yeah. And that's the stuff I'm like, yeah, I know. It's yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. So yeah. there's some things you just have to you have to push through. But I, I think we're, yeah, we we just don't know um, when it's so simple. I mean, I'm, I'm that same way. Like, I have an entire persona on social media. And the thing people say when they meet me is, number one, you're much taller <laughs> than Sorry. you look. No. <laughs> and after 15 minutes... You're nothing like I expected. Sure. Um, and I and I, I know that because you know it, that's a, a more curated version of me that I feel comfortable sharing, okay. and I um, and I'm okay with that duality because I go into it intentionally. But kids are like, oh my gosh, I've I'm so confident online, or I'm just like, hey, hey, I like this is my great selfie, and then you have to actually see them in their vulnerable place. Um, it's uh, I think. I don't have the answers except that to to make them feel safe in this in this place of 
disarray almost. Mm-hmm. It if is. that makes sense. Well, I, I'm hopeful that maybe, like you said, we're guinea pig parents with a guinea pig generation, but maybe we're starting to see, I think we're seeing some early evidence or anecdotal evidence of what what it's doing to our kids. And maybe it's not too late to kind of right the ship or do things that, that we know that are basic skills that can help them. Um, we always have our sons when they meet somebody new, they shake their hand, they look them in the eye. Mm-hmm. When you're talking to someone, you look, look at my eyes. You say that yeah. often to them. Look at my eyes when you're talking to me. Yeah. Just so you can, they need to learn how to interact face to face. Yeah. And so part of, you know, being back in school after COVID and all that is I'm so grateful that our kids can go to school and be around other people because, I mean, maybe they do walk around with their faces and their phones on campus. But for the most part, I think they're still getting some interaction and having to talk to people. So I'm hopeful. Well, and I, and I love it. And, I, and one of the things I love, I mean, to your point, n- none of us are experts. We're, we're parents. We're, yeah. we're, you know, we, we do what we do. One of the cool things about West Ada is we've got, I don't know, what, 4,500 employees. And the fact that we've got a crisis response team and we've got counselors and, and social workers. Anyway, it's just cool that, 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 uh, that the experts do exist. And, and, and we'll talk with some of those folks, I think, later on as yeah, well. Yeah, bring but them on on later podcasts yeah, and, to really and dive in. And accessing that is really important. Like huge, our kids, you know, we huge. have a therapist for our daughter, um, because as parents, we want to believe that we're enough, but again, we're guinea pigs. And like, it sucks that we had to be the parent that the parents of thousands of years that we got to be the ones that move people in from, yeah, from from analog to digital. (laughs) It will never happen again. It's us. Um, and I had to realize, okay, I, I don't, I don't have all the skills and I need to access, um, other, I need to access help. So when you're talking about um, skills and and helping your kids with other resources and things, do you have some, just because you've spanned the high school, middle, elementary, do you have some tips or ideas on how to help them navigate things at school? Um, I know something I had never thought of, and until Ken mentioned it, I thought it was just me because I was clueless or my son. We had a freshman last year. I didn't know, like, oh, crap, is it? not cool to bring your lunch to school is everybody supposed to have lunch money are you supposed to leave campus are you i didn't realize everybody didn't just eat in the cafeteria do you eat in the quad like how do you navigate some of those things um so we i mean we're not there with them um we do as much as we can like to tour the schools to make sure that they feel comfortable with what their um what their what's their surroundings but we also want them to feel comfortable so if they don't want to eat in the cafeteria and they, because I, I know that my oldest did not feel comfortable doing that. Um, and I wanted her to enjoy, I wanted her to want to learn, sure. um, is to give them a lot of options. Like, do you, I would like them to just take their lunch all the time. That would be better and it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, exactly. At the same time. Economically that, smarter. Yeah. <laughs> Dad loves that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> at the same time, um, there was something that was a little more empowering for them to buy their lunch. And so we'd talk about that. I like them to feel like they have a lot of choices of how their experiences is, is going to be. Um, but we're pretty hands off with like uh, teacher relationships and that kind of thing. We want them to be in charge of their own schooling. Um, that's just me in general. Like sure. if there's a, if there's a situation like the, they'll come to us, we'll talk to them about how they could handle this. Um, there's been a couple of things that we had to get involved with, but like we're, it's so sparing. Um, personally, I think that as we're talking about this guinea pig situation, teachers right now, oh my word, they are in a place where it's oh, yeah. all new. It's a completely different world. And so for me to be a parent and think that I 
can just like have all these opinions on how you should be teaching. I'm like, I have no idea what is going on (laughs) in reality. Right. So I, you know, unless something is like, whoa, and that hasn't happened, um, then I want to give teachers grace to have these relationships with my children. Um, So I'm pretty hands off. I see, I get the emails, you know, I try to like participate when needed, but I want my kids to feel like the relationship is with them and their teachers, them and their school. Um, and I'm there as a, a help if they want me there, right. but I don't insert myself um, because that's just not the way I parent. Yep. So that's just me personally. <laughs> I know. I, I love that's 100% how we are in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even... We, we honestly, I don't know if I should be saying this on a West Data <laughs> podcast, but like once my kids are in middle school, like we don't even go to um, like the conferences unless they're needed. You know, yeah. like I'm not going to go around the gym to just shake hands and be like, hi, I'm Will's mom. Like, no, why? If, he would be humiliated. Yeah. If, there, if there's a problem. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. But kids need to have um, ownership. Like I think we've seen now we're seeing adults who were products of like super helicopter generation. Yeah. And there's no way in heck I'm going to be emailing the high school teacher oh about my, my son's assignment, right? Like he needs to be responsible yeah. for that, or like the football coach, or you know, you're all, you're hamstringing your kids if you're doing oh, those kinds for of sure. Things. And then we, you know, we I watch it, we kind of check it, like we'll we'll get grades back, and and we'll be like, hey, you know, we just got this email, just. But what I usually do is I forward it to mm-hmm. um, to my oldest. Uh-huh. Take care of this. Um, uh-huh. because, uh, I want to respect her and her sure. process, but also sometimes you have to fail. Um, failing sucks. Failing's <laughs> harder than success for sure. But you learn so Yeah. And more. If, if I want yeah. them to go off and live, like I sure don't want to be in charge of that. And I don't want them calling me every day and I don't know how to deal with this relationship with work. And I, so it's, so yeah, for, for just, that's how my relationship is. I'll meet the teacher and I'm like, if you need me, yep. You, you get in touch with me, um, but you know, you're the teacher here sure, and, uh, sure. you know, well, I love that. Let's take a quick break, okay. but I, I want to come back. I, I really want to drill down a little bit more about respect and what that, cause that's what we're talking about, yeah. but let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll dig into respect in just a moment. Cool. Follow West Data School District across your preferred social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Nextdoor, and YouTube. You can find us there today. And we're back with Natalie talking about um, parenting and kids going back to school, respect, um, building relationships with teachers. I really appreciate your approach on parenting and enabling your kids to um, be the masters of their own ship, you know, at Mm -hmm. school, take ownership of their education um, and not really, you know, helicoptering around them with their teacher relationships. We mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit, like teacher relationships. I know you, you talk to a lot of people in the community and mm-hmm. undoubtedly they're teachers. And so you probably have some good insight on that. Mm-hmm. Well, we have been interviewing some teachers for a future podcast. It's been oh, very cool. interesting. Yeah. Um, because, um, I think, uh, so during COVID when things were kind of crazy, um, I allowed teachers to write in their experiences, and I was um, really shocked. Um, and so one thing that I think uh, we talk about how kids are kind of losing tools um, for communications. I think that as um, parents in a, a high level of stress of being this, this in-between parenting, 
that many people are losing some tools of a basic respect level in their own homes. Mm. So, for example, I guarantee that there's no one on this planet who loved both of the last presidents, right? <laughs> right. Just no right. one did. Really? Yeah. Shocking. What? This just in. And, and that's the case for us, too. Of the two presidents, one of them, you know, we didn't love. So, um, however, when we were around our children and we were talking about the leaders of our country or the leaders of our state, um, we still spoke respectfully. Um, we would say, you know, we don't really agree with this very much, um, but we, um, we made sure not to other people. That, oh, yeah. You know, we don't want to other anyone. You know, sure. we don't want to other groups, even groups that we really highly disagree with. We, we show that we speak about humanity um, respectfully um, so that when they were moving on and, and, and as they are, that they are seeing the world as, you know, all of us together and we're not seeing enemies. And so for I what I've what I've noticed um for dealing with teachers is that that respect level at the home is is often Jeez. not present. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so when we're talking about teachers, even if we're not in agreement with everything that they're doing, when we're talking with our kids, we made we make sure we're continuing to talk at a level of respect so that they understand they are to respect their teachers. They are to respect them. They are not to speak to them like they would their peers. Now, you can be friendly with your teachers. You can have fun relationships with your teachers. Um, but if a child is disrespecting their teacher quite a bit, um, my assumption is that they're, they're, they're hearing some disrespect in other places. Um, and that's, yeah. I'm not always going to you know, blame a parent. You don't know where they're hearing that kind right. of um, disrespect. And it could be on social media. And that's another reason social media is not a place of respect. And if, if kids live there, um, even if they have very respectful parents, um, sometimes they will learn this, this disrespect. So one of the things we want them to understand is if there's a real issue with like teachers or something that's going on, please bring it to us and we will listen and let's talk and let's figure out something we can do. That hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. Um, We have had discussions with them where we'll talk through things and, you know, that might just be their teaching style. And that's the teaching style that that you're you're going to need to deal with, you know, like just like we all did. Um, so we don't discount their experiences, but the respect of a teacher is, is incredibly important because that's going to move on to so many positions. Yes, stand out for yourself um, and um, at the same time understand what, what respectful relationships look like. Right. And you can teach them those tools exactly like you're doing by modeling it at home. Mm-hmm. You know, modeling it with your partner. Mm-hmm. How do you speak about people who think differently than you or how do you treat them respect we all deserve Mm -hmm. respect and um some grace maybe yes you know something I talk to our kids about too they get frustrated if like well I turned that assignment in it's not showing up in power school and like well your teacher's a human Mm -hmm. and maybe you turned it in late that's not their priority to go back because you turned in late work and get it uploaded to power school right away right like that's your problem not theirs um and they're human they you know, they're working with hundreds of kids sometimes, especially at the middle and elementary level. It's easy for an assignment to get lost. It's, they're human. They have, yeah. a, they have a hard day. They get flustered. They're working with t- tweens and teens, you know. 
Um, and so having those important conversations, but like you said, knowing when the big stuff is the big stuff, like come Mm -hmm. talk to us about these types of things and we'll help you navigate and give you the tools. And parents have lost that skill though. I mean, I'll hear parents talking about like exactly like power school. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, so it's three days late. Like, Calm down. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like we didn't even have re- we didn't I know. even have record we had quarter and like semester report cards. That's it. That's yeah. when our parents found out about our so, grades, not real time. So when the parents are like so stressed out, like, oh my gosh, like we haven't seen this. Like, I want to be like, take a beat. Like yeah. this is the point of this is to learn to love learning, to learn respect, to learn tools for communication. It's cool if we get some math in there. Yeah, I'm hoping that all happens. But like the broader picture is that we're raising humans. And so I don't understand the like the parenting thoughts of I need to know this, this and this. I need to know exactly. I'm like, dude, like the teachers are working hard Mm -hmm. and then they also need to go home. And they need to stop thinking about your kids. Right. Like they need to <laughs> stop working. 100%. Or they're child not, of a teacher here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like they um, if we don't continue to respect them as teachers and then them as people and them that they need their own time, we're gonna lose our teachers. We mm-hmm. already we are. We already are. Yeah. So if you wanna keep your teachers, you need to have some boundaries of letting them do their job. And they're very well trained. I mean, 100%, teachers 100%, are well yeah. trained. Um, you know, there's a whole pedagogy, art and science of teaching. Like, there's a whole way of teaching kids that sometimes I think that COVID brought about that we all can be homeschoolers. And I think that's great. I would love to be able to be a homeschool mom. I'm not. I wouldn't. I'm not oh disciplined. God. I wouldn't get anything done. I'd be like, we're going to the park today. Yeah. We're going to Roaring Springs every day. Ice Yay. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. hard teaching. I mean, it's yeah. hard work. Take volunteer. Get out there and see oh, the great work our teachers 100%. are doing in the classroom. Well, and one of the things I'd like to drill down too. you said uh, stand up for yourself. One of the conversations we've had, and this more more so with coaches than, than teachers, but coaches are teachers as mm-hmm. well in, in West Ada. My, my kids have, have, have played under some great coaches, but they'll, they'll have a problem. And I'm like, no, no, listen, I'm not going to talk about this. You need to learn mm-hmm. to go advocate for yourself. <laughs> Any tips or tricks on how to t- how tell parents, like, hey, we need to teach our kids how to advocate mm-hmm. for themselves. I'm not going to fight your battles. How do you, how do you approach that? Well, I think a, a lot is some self some self um, awareness of are you um, allowing your children to be themselves or are they some kind of um, uh, indication of your success? Uh, right. So, um, what are the real lessons that we want them to learn in sports? You know, we do want them to be good in sports, but like if they sit the bench the whole time, that's a great lesson. Um, and my kids and what they do in life and how they perform is not a reflection of my success. I, I, it's, I want them to just be like they're them. And so hundred percent, but that's hard. It is. It is hard. And that's another level. And if you're like, I, if you're thinking I need my kid to be so good at this and I, I'm going to yell at that coach because I want him (laughs) in, then I I would take that back and say, who are, who is this really about? Is this about you? Is this about them? And what lesson are you are you teaching them? Um, my parents were awesome with that. They had their you know their own stuff, but like you guys are human, your own humans. Yeah. Um, so um, I would I would say like every, every every one of those steps is teaching them a lesson that it, you you might not be aware of it. Um, and if you're trying to like push your will over on a coach, then you're t- showing your kids that hey. Uh, 
we need to be, uh, well, the respect level for sure. Sure. Um, sure. But I think we're just teaching them the wrong lesson. Right. And uh, sometimes we have to be able to be fluid. And um, yeah, I would just say kind of kick it back a little bit and like, and then get some relationship and look at that coach and say, that is not just a coach. That is a person. An educator. Uh, yeah, all of it. We all try it. to make people into these little teeny small <sighs> bubbles because it makes it easier for us. And when we realize, hey, you know what, they're, they're doing this, probably not being paid a, a, a catastrophic amount, I'm going <laughs> right. to guess. And right. they're dealing with some really hard things. And, um, and then give yourself, give yourself two minutes t- before you respond and like think about what is the lesson that I'm teaching Mm-hmm. What is the message I'm giving my children about my relationship with them? And then after two minutes, if you still feel like you need to go talk right. to the coach, maybe. Um, but taking that beat and making it an intentional action instead of so reactive right. is going to teach your children so many tools that they're going to need. Yeah, taking a step back. We live in an instant world. Mm-hmm. We want things now. We want it right now. Yeah. And taking a step back to breathe and think and reflect before you mm-hmm. jump into something, I think that's huge. Yeah. We could all use that lesson. Yeah. Otherwise, sure. you're just kind of making a lot of narcissists, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever 100%. done any statistics on how narcissists are created? Uh, look into that parenting style and um, you might get some you good might, tips. You might see some questions. I saw some there. things that I was like, oh, Oops. oh, I yeah. need to right. I need to reverse yeah. real fast. Right, right. Well, shifting gears again, I, one of the things that, uh, listen, I'm a dad. I'm cringy. I, it happens to <laughs> me are, all the time. <laughs> my, my, my daughter's going to be a junior. And, uh, how do you get involved? I, not even at the high school level, but but how, how can, listen, teenagers are different. How can we get involved uh Without being, and I'm okay. Hey, listen, I'm okay being cringy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's it's okay. Sometimes that's just that's my role. But how do we how do we communicate well with our kids and 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 be involved without being overly cringy? Maybe I don't yeah. know. I guess it would mean what's what does cringy mean? Cringy to our kids? Cringy to the the teachers? Right. And to the kids. And they're saying cringy to the kids. Yeah. So yeah. again, we want our children's education to be for them to own it. So I ask them. Like, hey, um, are you okay with me, like, coming to this thing? I actually say, hey, um, do you care if I just, if I come dressed in, like, my work clothes? Or do you Uh, want me to, like, be in a hoodie like the rest of the moms? Like, I know that sounds weird, but it's like, I'm going into their domain. Sure. School is their domain. I am the visitor. I am not the leader there. So I want the kids to lead. So So if there's something... Um, I have had my youngest say, I'd rather you not go because I, I just don't really want my parent at this field trip. I kind of wanted to go on the field trip. <laughs> right. But like right. they were going to the penitentiary. I'm like, that's yeah, so fun. Check it out. It'll be fun. Um, yeah. So with with that, we uh, I'm I'm like, do you want me to go? And do you want me to just be kind of quiet or do you want me to, you know, what do you want me to do? So that they're in they're in charge of, you know, their own stuff. Because I want cool. them to be in charge moving on. Like right. I don't want them to keep calling me, hey, mom, how do I register for college? Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we just assume that they're going to leave the house and have these tools. Why do we assume that? Right. We have to teach them. Uh, yeah. So in the cringy in that level, I, you sure. know, I'm still cringy. I mean, I'm <laughs> their, help it, I'm their mom. Um, yeah. I gave my son, he won a, an art award and I gave him a hug afterwards in front of his, his friends. And he was like, I can't believe you did that. And I was like, okay, well, you, you know, I'm still your mom. Yeah. 
Um, but I have you know, the right to do that. Yeah, I listen to them. You and will be hugged. I, I know. Going to so happen. I don't yes. mind that yes. kind of stuff, yeah. but I, yeah. I do. I, I love that them. you're so thoughtful. You really are. Like that's going to be my biggest takeaway is to kind of slip, take a step back and be thoughtful and ask them what they want out of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do often ask, you know, is it okay if I don't go to this thing? Like, do you want me there? Like, what's your, you know? Yeah. Well, you think about how many adults don't really know who they are, what they want. They've been told their whole life, this is the plan. And then all of a sudden they have this midlife crisis because they've just followed this plan for them. And so if I think I want my kids to fit in this mold, they're going to break it in some way. And it's either going to be because they take their own direction or it's going to be volatile because they're like, this was never me. And so giving them the tools to figure out what is them, what's not them. And sometimes it's very uncomfortable. Sometimes that's an uncomfortable experience. Our kids are, my husband and I look at each other and we're like, what even are these kids? (laughs) But it is so not from us. And that's what we see as the success. Like they know who they are already. They're already learning that when Mm -hmm. so many of us had to do some weird stuff in college to figure that (laughs) out or, you know, at 40 something and you're like, who, who, who am I? Um, the, the best tool I can give them is for them to, when they walk out the store, um, they're not some version of, of me or what I wanted them to be. They, they're, they feel so confident who they are. That's cool. I've heard it said that, um, you're not raising kids, you're raising adults. Mm -hmm. So I like that. And we, we often tell them like, God gave you to us to like raise you to be good people. Yeah. Not, you know, yeah, so. I, I actually, you know, you have those moments with your kids where they say something that's like you needed to hear. And usually it's later. But uh, I was talking to my son who is he's just his own person. He's artistic. And, and I said he someone invited him to throw a ball and he like couldn't. Oh. And because he never wanted to do <laughs> that. Not his thing. Right. And yeah. I said, I, it, honestly, I had to go write it down afterwards. But he said, uh, I was like, I'm so sorry. I never really taught you to throw a ball. And he said, you taught me to be nice to people. <laughs> and I was like, I did. Way better. So much <laughs> better. And they are. Better. Our kids yeah. are nice. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. And I'm like, cool. oh, okay. You know, I'm failing a, a lot of things, but my kids are nice. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. I think that's a great place to end. Why don't we all just go out there and encourage our kids to be nice? Yeah. Teach Love them it. to be nice. That would be great. Thank you so much for this conversation, yes, Natalie. Yes, this is I so mean, fun. It's, it's really been cool to have you on our, on our first podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited for the podcast. Yeah, me too. Thank fun. you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time. Thanks again to our sponsors, Jesse Taff of Waypoint Real Estate Group and Bryce Gonser of Fulcrum Home Loans for supporting local dialogue. Find them on the web at www.waypointidaho.com and www.fulcrumhomeloans.com to learn more. And thanks to our new sponsor, Treasure Valley Dermatology and Dr. Dustin Portella. Find them on the web at www.dermatologyboise.com and on Instagram and TikTok at Dr. Dustin Portella.